Matt and Paul's top 10 lists. Facts don't care about your feelings. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. So, the title of this show today, Facts Don't Care About Your Feelings, is making fun of, and I have to be clear about this, it's not an ode to, making fun of conservative shithead Ben Shapiro. By the way, fuck Ben Shapiro. Fuck Ben Shapiro. And I'm not going to spend any more time on it because he doesn't deserve it. Fuck Ben Shapiro. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, now you do. Now you know. Uh, so... We're going to get into our top 10 players in the NBA in a little bit. Before that, we want to address a couple of things. We did our show the other night, right after the finals game. We finished recording. I take out my phone, and I'm like, Paul, holy shit. Guess what LeBron just said? And I'm like, I don't know, something about winning the title? And it was basically the thing where he goes, something to the effect of... What was it, Paul? It was like, now I have their respect type of thing. I think, it, well, he was like, basically like, yeah. he was. Pe- people don't respect me, but now they have to. Yeah, he it, I, it was, he said something to the that, effect of he deserves respect. It was in that vein, right. That people were disrespecting him, and now they'll respect him. And you're just like, people have always respected you. Like, you came into the league a number one overall draft pick. You then went to the finals... And you've won now your fourth title with three different teams. Like, people respect you, dude. Calm down. I feel like where this is coming from is he's now won four championships. He's an incredible player, one of the best of all time. And that's the problem. He wants to be the best. And it almost to me sounds like he's trying to be like, kind of like in code language, if you still think Michael Jordan's better than me, you're pissing me off. That's what it feels like to me. Because who disrespects you? If you listen to any morning show, any media, they bow down to LeBron. I'm going to be censor myself a little bit on how I say that. <laughs> <laughs> they love LeBron James. Most people, like Paul and I, who, how many times have we said... I hate the Lakers, but I love LeBron James. Yeah. I mean, I don't he, know how it gets any. I mean, I'm he, sure there are people out there who disrespect LeBron James, but they just are salty about something because they don't actually pay attention to basketball greatness. Right. And if if you're so hard-headed that you're like, no one who plays for the Lakers can be good or something to that extent, then like, fuck you. I mean, yeah. LeBron is LeBron. Like, he's a great, he's easily this generation's best player. He's the best player to take the court in the last 20 years. Hands down. It's not even close. No. And so LeBron, if you're LeBron, if you're listening, which you're not because you have (laughs) far better things to do, but LeBron, he's just like taking a bath in champagne right now. Listening to this. That would be amazing. That'd be incredible. So LeBron, I know you're not listening, but let me talk to you for a moment. You think he's eating blaze pizza with that champagne? No, I don't. Cause blaze pizza is a great concept, but garbage because they're they burn their pizzas all the time okay i just want to say two things one i said that because lebron owns a part steak and blaze i understand pizza. two yes. blaze pizza is amazing fuck you matt continue blaze pizza is good in concept it's not always good in execution i stand by my comments fuck you paul lebron james if you're listening which you're not we love you and blaze pizza we think you're great we think you are a once in a generational talent we respect you. We respect you. Listen listen to everybody. We respect you. We respect you. Don't be so in your feelings about it. You've won four championships. We do think Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, but you're late. it's like 1A and 1B. Yeah. You're amazing. You're incredible. Yeah. And don't fuck up Space Jam 2, please. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't fuck it up. I mean, you're basically, yeah, you have a really solid argument for... Lower your voice, Paul. You're talking like, to LeBron. Oh, I'm sorry, LeBron. I'm sorry I yelled at you. I think you're definitely a top five player of all time. The order is... I think you know, you're a top two player of all time, so fuck you, Paul. Okay. 
well, fuck you, LeBron, for being in so like <laughs> inferiority complex about this. Anyway, someone had to tell you. <laughs> so after that weird segment, LeBron is amazing. LeBron needs to chill a little bit because he still has more time to play. I don't think he will catch Michael Jordan, but a lot of people's opinions are changing on it, honestly. So, like, chill. You're not even retired. Enjoy it. You're probably going to repeat again next year, I would imagine. You're at least odds on favorite. Yep. Okay, so you're fine. Now. <laughs> and if, if you don't respect LeBron, go check yourself. Yeah, you're trash. You're, yeah. you're, you're trash. You're the one at fault here. Absolutely. All right. We also need a shout out voting. So we wanted to give a shout out to voting because go vote if you haven't already. Fuck fuck not voting. Fuck voter suppression. Number 1 fuck voter suppression. So I don't have all the states or whatever in front of me right now as far as who can still register to vote or not. If you can still register to vote in your state, register to vote. If you can early vote, early vote. Um, Paul and I already voted, and um, I turned my we turned our ballots in to our uh, county auditor, um, filled them out at home, dropped them in a Dropbox. Super cool. Just vote, and I'm gonna also be very clear about this because we don't have anybody who we're beholden to. <laughs> uh, don't fucking vote for Donald Trump. That guy is trash. He's the worst <laughs> president in the history of our country. Joe Biden may not be the most exciting person ever, but God damn it, he is better than that fucking orange creep. Also, That's all I'm going to say about it. If you're still undecided at this point in time, fuck you. Like, yeah, fuck you too. What have you been doing for the last four years where you're like, I really don't have an opinion on any of this? Huh, <laughs> you know, kids in cages aren't great, but Hunter Biden and Burisma, that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And you know, while we're at it, Hillary Clinton's emails are still a problem and Benghazi... But, you know, I mean, 200,000 dead, eh, but Hillary Clinton and Benghazi. Just, look, vote for Joe Biden. He will not ruin democracy. It's not the end of the world. He's a boring old white dude, and it's far better than what we have now. That's my plug. Whatever. And we also need to shout out Shaq, who... Revealed to the world that he voted for the first time. Here's the funny thing about this. So, on one hand, I'm glad that Shaq is finally going to vote. And huge shout out to the NBA for apparently like almost 100% of players are registered to vote this year. Yep. And a lot of the NBA arenas, like my home, not my hometown, but my, my team of Your Atlanta. Your adopted hometown. My adopted hometown of Atlanta. They opened up State Farm Arena for voting. And Coach Lloyd Pierce was there. Like, helping direct people and tell them where to vote and things like that. Good on Lloyd. Shout out to Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce is a real one. But back to Shaq. I'm glad he is going to vote or has voted or whatever. But here's the funny thing. I was reading about this. And Shaq, in the past, has been on and featured in Get Out the Vote campaigns. Which is hilarious. <laughs> he has never voted before. But has been like, hey guys, get out the vote, rock the vote, whatever. Do what I say, not what I do. Yeah. Big Aristotle, peace out. So, so that's that's kind of funny. But better late than never. Yeah, I mean, look, voting again is so important. Um, so please get out and vote. Shout out to voting. Shout out to voting. All right. Should we get into the drum roll? Top 10 list? Let's do it. All right. So. Okay, so we're going to give a, a disclaimer before we start the top 10. So there's one player that neither of us are intentionally including in our top 10. Due to who, injury. Due to injury. If he were healthy, he would be in both of our top 10s, but he's not. It's Kevin Durant. So he's shout out to Kevin Durant yeah. for being an incredible player. Coming off that torn Achilles. Right. It's just... It's unclear where he is right now. Correct. But a healthy Kevy. Dur- <laughs> Kevy. <laughs> a healthy, a healthy Kevy is a is a good Kevy. <laughs> I mean that is true. Everyone wants to see a healthy Kevy. But he's a healthy a- Kevy is about the best, one of the best shooters in the league. So yeah, he's yeah, he's he's an undisputed top ten player when he is healthy. I mean he's usually close to a 50, 40, 90. So yeah, being like seven foot. <laughs> 
and playing six eleven as he always he ref, you know it's funny he refuses to say he's seven feet tall even though he's okay. obviously seven feet tall. okay he's six twelve he's got like a tall man's complex you usually hear about the short man syndrome he's got like a tall man's complex yeah I don't know why I don't know why either you don't want to be the best seven foot shooter of all time okay I mean Dirk will gladly fine. still take that yeah that's <laughs> fine okay so we haven't even it's funny I've been hyping this up. Like, Matt, Matt's been trying to tell me scoops. He's like, you want to hear something about my list? And I shut him down. I'm like, no. Paul's like, no. Don't tell me. I so, want to have raw reactions to this. We haven't even talked about how we're doing this. So I don't know if you want to do like a snake order. I don't know if you want to do. Let's let's just start at the top and work our way down both lists. Start the, start the top number one. Start the top number okay. one. Okay. I was going to say number 10, but I can go along with it. Okay. I, I think we probably have the same number one. Yeah, because I wanted to start here because I think this is a common ground. We can establish some friendship before we just beat each other up. Okay. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Okay. Oh, but people don't respect me. <laughs> Especially after, and what's cool is I was able to amend my list a little bit after the finals because, um, well, you'll see in a minute, but LeBron James. Is LeBron James. And we, for those of you... Um, my dad, who doesn't care about basketball at all, has listened to all our podcasts because he's a good father. And he was like, <laughs> shout out to Scott, shout out to Scott. And he's like, you guys sure do love LeBron. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but not like that. I mean, we like him a lot, but he's been playing in the finals, like we said. So moving forward, LeBron James will not be mentioned even as close to the amount as he's been mentioned thus far. So LeBron James, number one. We're yep. not even going to explain it. Listen to other podcast episodes we've done because we explain it there. LeBron James, number one. Number two is maybe where we start to deviate. So, number two, I'm going to let you go first. I said Kawhi Leonard. This is going to be great. <laughs> all right. All right. Who this did... is going to be so great. I'm so excited for this top <laughs> ten now. <laughs> <laughs> who did you put? I'm so scared. My number two is Anthony I'm, Davis. I'm so scared. Wow. My number two is Anthony Davis. Wow. Foreshadowing last episode. Wow. Here's what? here is why my number two is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis wasn't even number two in the finals. He wasn't number two in the finals. But he has been, to me, so I think he's grown as a player this year. Again, we talked about he had never been to the playoffs before this year. And even though he's shown great personal, like, like individual stats, there are so many players in the history of this game who have shown good individual stats for several years and crush, or, or rather, they um, collapse under pressure. Yep. And Anthony Davis, even though, again, I'll be clear, I think he can be better. I think he can be the number one player in the league. He has the talent. He has the skill. He has the drive. I want to see his offensive numbers grow a little bit. I want to see that. I hate using this word, but that kind of alpha mentality get better. However, you mean Mamba mentality. He <laughs> <laughs> he has shown to me that again. The way I'm approaching this is so LeBron is number one. Who's the next player? More than any other player, I would want on my team. Anthony Davis. He has shown he can hit game winning clutch. All-time shots. He has shown that he is an all-time defender. Yep. He has the offense to he, back it up. He was he was the best defender in the finals. And, and he could be the best offensive player. So the reason I went Kawhi are actually similar reasons to AD. Um, I think you are forgetting about last year's finals when Kawhi was hitting game-winning shots and leading Toronto to the finals and was named finals MVP. I'm like, not, but go ahead. And I mean, obviously the Clippers lost this year. They lost to Denver, which was disappointing. Um, there, you have to hold Kawhi partially responsible for that. I still think, over the course of a season, I trust Kawhi Leonard to be a better player than Anthony Davis right now. I think Anthony Davis is a very good player. He's in my top ten. I just, I mean, Kawhi's defense is still absurd on the wings. And he can guard post if he needs to. His offense, I trust him to create more than Anthony Davis. I can make an argument that Anthony Davis is now a better defensive player than Kawhi Leonard. I would say in the post, but on the perimeter, Kawhi is still the best defender. I'm saying overall. 
That's fine. Okay, number two. Oh, this is Paul. This mean, is going to be good. You mean number three? No, I was saying that was number two. That was number two. All right. Number three. I can go first if you want. You go first. We might have the same number three, actually. Okay. Giannis. Giannis was my number three. Um, Kind of like you were saying about AD, I think Giannis has the tools to be the best player in the league. I don't see that from him yet. I agree his. So the reason I put AD above Giannis, again, is because, and look, he was on a team with LeBron, and like you said last episode, if Giannis was on a team with LeBron, they would also win the championship. Win the championship. But you know what? He wasn't, and AD was. Part of it's a little bit of luck. I mean, And AD helped to win a championship. If AD is still on the Pelicans, he's not your number two overall player in the league. But again, well, but that's part of it, Paul. Situation is part of it. To me, it has to be part of it. I I think that's slightly unfair, but you do well, have... It's, it's how I'm judging it, personally. You, you do so. have to go with who's there. And again, that's part of why I ranked Kawhi higher. And to me, rings matter. And wins matter. Like, for me personally, wins and rings... Way have way have. So Kawhi has more rings than AD. Yeah, but it's also about what you've done for me lately. For me, <laughs> yeah, I think you're rating the recently pretty heavily. Yeah, I no, I I rate the recently very heavy because they're going to be a different top ten players every year. And Giannis needs to show something in the playoffs. Maybe it's coaching. Maybe Coach Bud is out the door because they always collapse in the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, they, Coach Bud refused to make any any. Any uh, adjustments. It was they, they had a really good team on paper, I thought. Giannis just kind of forgets how to shoot and just starts doing his drive into people, and he gets a lot of offensive fouls in the playoffs, it feels like. Um, if he can learn to shoot, even just a mid-range, like a turnaround mid-range at a high level, yeah, then he's he's just unstoppable at that point. For sure. So, number four. Number, I'm, I'm ready for this one. All right, I'm going first. You should be ready for like the next four through ten because I'm, it's going to be ready. hot, hot takes. I'm ready. All right, talking about what you've done for me recently, Jimmy Butler. My number four is also Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler! I thought oh, I was going to be alone on oh. an island on this one. Oh, man. You thought your <laughs> tastes were hot? Mine are hotter. Man, ours are, well, they're equally hot because it's the same person uh, at the same position. Nope. I said it first. Therefore, hotter. Mine's the hottest. Okay, so Jimmy Butler. He played a great playoffs in an incredible finals. I mean, the amount of effort he put in there. Honestly, if you watched basketball in the last month, we don't have to explain why Jimmy Butler is this high. His ranking shot up more than anyone else's this playoff. Well, I don't know about that, Paul, but we'll get there in a little oh. bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm going to have a really hot take here in a couple picks. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. But, yes, Jimmy Butler has shown he can lead a team deep into the postseason. Again, look, no discredit to the Miami team. They're a good team. They also have some young pieces that aren't even close to matured yet. No, I mean, they were starting a 20-year-old in the finals. And Tyler here, who's a very good 20-year-old, but still. We also talked about, so look at the Heat next year. We talked about how the Lakers are going to probably, like they're odds on favor to win again, but we could see another Lakers-Heat finals matchup. Hopefully the Bucks figure their shit out next year, but and I mean, Tyler Hero is going to be better next year. Bam will be better next year. Duncan Robinson and will those, be better. They beat a very good Celtics team. Like that Celtics team was a very good team. And it's also possible that they're in the finals next year again the east it's it's very possible the east has some really good teams up there but let's i don't want to get into that right now but jimmy butler has shown that he can go toe-to-toe with lebron james and do it and do it and do it so kudos jimmy butler number four yeah number five number five are all are are, ours are all gonna be the same and we're just gonna like go through You, you tell me i'll go first yeah steph curry Oh my goodness, it's Steph Curry! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. This is not not as exciting as I thought it would be. I'll let Paul explain Steph Curry. Look, I have actually... I've been very hard on Steph Curry. Paul can tell I'm, you that. I'm surprised about this. Matt must actually listen to me. Which is kind of surprising in its own right. I do, and I also have to take my own personal look. I just... I get... Nightmare flashbacks to the 2009 draft with the Wolves. 
missing on Steph Curry, picking right. two point guards, Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio, which shout out to Ricky Rubio. I love that guy. But, Ricky Rubio's great. But <laughs> missing on Steph Curry, there's a little bit of personal angst involved in that. So I'll let Paul explain Steph Curry because you'll explain why that's I picked fair. him as well. Uh, Steph Curry is arguably the greatest offensive player in the last decade um, by pretty much every stat. That's really all that needs to be said. He's not an outstanding defensive player, but he changed the way that people play offense. He He's the a- reason Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, and Jamal Murray chuck and Trey Young chuck forty footers. Yeah, he's the reason. And James Harden takes all those step backs. Yeah, I mean he's the reason. Steph Curry, there was a, there was actually a, a big problem in youth leagues back when Steph Curry was becoming Steph Curry because all these kids just wanted to shoot threes. They just wanted to be Steph Curry. They wanted to dance around the three-point line and chuck up threes. And there was like a national coaching crisis of like, how do we teach kids not to do this? Because they watched Curry and they were like, uh, this guy is the best player in the NBA on offense. And we want to be like him. And coaches are like, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, guys like Dame Lillard started to shoot ridiculously deep threes. James Harden's been doing it. LeBron does it occasionally. My boy Trey Young is basically trying to be Curry light. But that's, I mean, that's a good person to have on an NBA team. And Steph Curry won three titles in four years doing that. Yeah. that. I mean, he has some shooting seasons, which are just fucking insane. It's too good to ignore. It's, it's too good to ignore. You can't, I mean, again, I'm kind of a Steph Curry hater. But you can't ignore how good he is. No. You just can't. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right, Paul, number six. So, this is where I slotted Anthony Davis. He fell down here for me. I think he, you know, kind of like we said earlier, he needs to be a little more consistent. I think, you know, the reason he went below Steph Curry is like, Steph Curry has that gravity on offense we were just talking about. You double-team Anthony Davis when LeBron isn't on the floor. Otherwise, you're playing him straight up. Um, obviously his defense is better than Steph Curry, but I, I had Anthony Davis down here. So did you have Kawhi Leonard here? Do we just flop those? No. Oh, Kawhi Leonard took a hit. So this is going to be probably my hottest take that I've had thus far in all of our shows. Uh, let me throw out a few guesses. Donovan Mitchell. This is number six, bro. No, not well, Donovan Mitchell. You're, ta- you're talking hot like we're in the nuclear core of the sun here. It's pretty hot. Yeah. Not um, Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Can okay. I just tell you? Jason Tatum. No. All right. Uh, Jokic. Yes. Okay. I will spoil this and say I looked at my list and I have Jokic next. <laughs> so. As... Someone who, again, is a huge Carl Anthony Towns fan, and I still think that he can be better than Jokic overall. Matt, Matt prays for this every night, and it never happens. Because God may not exist. <laughs> Nikola Jokic is like, what the fuck? <laughs> currently, undeniably, the best. Well, not the best. Well, he's the best center, because AD is more of a power forward kind of combo. I mean, AD was playing center in the last game. Wouldn't right, matter. but overall. Tra- traditional center. He is he is one of the best big men in the league, and... He's for sure the best passing big man. He is one of the best already passing big men, I think, of all time. Which, look, it's not that difficult to be because there's a lot of big men who can't pass with shit. No, and traditionally a lot of big men just go to score. You're in the post and you score it. You don't pass out. Here's the thing that's amazing to me about Jokic. His offensive moves in general are otherworldly for a big man. Oh, he has a great post game. His post game is incredible. It's so it it's again, we talked about the Spurs earlier. It's beautiful basketball. Yeah. The way that he has the offense run through him, the way he passes the ball, the way he initiates offense, and the way he can score, it's it can be pretty unstoppable when he's in the post. And he, has, and he can shoot the three. And he has that mid-range turnaround where it looks like he tries to be Dirk, and then he stumbles, and he still makes it every time. Every time. The soundboard shuffle. The other thing that I love about Jokic 
is the way he fits with the Denver team. So there was this article that I read, and I've told Paul about this. Jokic is one of the slowest players in the league. He only runs 2.68% of the game. Think about how much you see guys running up and down the court. <laughs> LeBron runs, I don't know the percentage, but it's a lot. Jimmy Butler runs a lot. Those guys were 80, falls, gets up, runs a lot. <laughs> and then has to run to catch up. No, Jokic plays at his own pace. But the Nuggets team is fast. It's it's a weird dynamic, but it works. I think he, what they did in this playoffs, I think he deserves this respect. I think yep. he's that good. So, sounds like I have him at six, you have him at seven. We're close and, on that. And shout out to Jamal Murray, who also had a great playoffs run. Yeah, Jamal Murray. So, we can talk about this after our, our top tens. Jamal Murray didn't quite make my list. There are a few guys that I love a lot. They're that are going to be in the top 10, yep. I think, probably pretty soon, that yep. didn't quite make it. Okay, so is it my turn uh, for number seven? I'm just I'm waiting for Kawhi to show up in your top. It's Kawhi. Okay, so we actually had the same top seven, and mostly in the same order. That's I just, pretty crazy. I just had Kawhi as number two, you had him as number seven, and I had AD lower. Yeah. Okay. We are not nuclear fusion in the sun hot yet. We're not. This is... So, so the reason I had Kawhi at seven, and I know that's probably a pretty hot take as well. I understand what he has done in his career, and he has been revered as this defensive stalwart, which he is, as this very reliable, this kind of unmovable force guy who's who's not in his own head, who is very disciplined in the way he plays. Mr. Robot's going to dribble around, shoot a mid-range jumper, and 50% of the time it goes in. But he folded in these playoffs. And I and I think we have to be fair in history and how we judge players. And LeBron got so much shit after losing that finals against Dallas. There are, like KD got so much shit going to Golden State. Big-time players have been given a lot of shit when they make mistakes. Kawhi has never, besides the end of San Antonio, which was kind of a thing, but like, He's never been given a bunch of shit, and he deserves it this time. He's been treated as Mr. Perfect in his career, and this is the first time he's shown that he's not. And look, what he did with Toronto, first of all, he should have stayed with Toronto. Should have stayed with Toronto. They would have won another title, I I believe. And I I think part of that is because it was a better team in Toronto with him on it than it is is on the Clippers, and the coaching is better in Toronto. Yes. Shout out, by the way, shout out to Iowa boy – Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, if you're listening, which you're not, <laughs> you're welcome anytime. Come back to your home state. Let's chill. Great coach. We'll take you to Dairy Zone. Shout it'll, out it'll DC. be all good. In fact, <laughs> I would say there's a high probability Nick Nurse has been to Dairy Zone because he was, I think, an assistant coach or head coach at Grandview. He oh, might have also went to yeah, Grandview. You're probably right. Or was it Simpson in Indianola? Anyway, whatever. Uh, shout out to Nick Nurse, regardless. So that's number seven. All right, my number eight, which probably is not the same as your number eight. I feel like this is where we start to just kind of pick who we favor now. I said Joel Embiid. Wow, he's not even in my top ten. Okay, the reason I said Joel Embiid is because when he is active. When he is focused on a game, the amount of impact that he makes is absurd. He is arguably, at times, the best defensive big man. Now, AD, we've talked about, has some claim to that. Rudy Gobert has some claim to that. Joel Embiid is up there in that list. He also, arguably, has the best post game. Um, Jokic has a very good one. AD has a very good one. Embiid, statistically, has the best one. And I, I would agree with all those sentiments, but the reason he's, honestly, he's not even in my top probably 20 or 25. Wow. And it's because that's... of the it's because of the injuries specifically. Because yep. I agree with you. If he's healthy, this is a completely different conversation, but he's not, and to me it's not. My number eight, honestly, Paul, I think these next two are going to surprise you because they're players that I don't really like, but I have to recognize talent. I was very disciplined you should be proud of me in this I'm, list. 
I know. I was very disciplined, even though it was painful. My number right. eight is James Harden. Yeah. And yeah. it, it kind of goes, it's like a, it's kind <laughs> of like a bastard Steph Curry argument to me because. It's like a heavy sigh. So James Harden has one of my least favorite personalities in the NBA. I think he's... One of my least favorite game types in the NBA. I would agree as well. However, the numbers he puts up, if you look at his advanced stats, everything, like, it's just so good. It's undeniable. It is. And you hate it because you're like, son of a bitch, I don't like watching him play. He's not a very nice teammate. Finally, he has his buddy Russell Westbrook, which has improved the dynamics of the team. But he's been... He's been toxic to coaches, toxic to other teammates. He's just not someone that's fun to me to root for. But his talent is undeniable. His shooting ability, his ball handling ability, passing ability, ways he affects the games, it's undeniable. So to me, he he deserves that spot. Begrudgingly, but he deserves it. So I will foreshadow, he was my number 10. Okay. Um, For a lot of the same reasons. I kind of discounted him because I feel like he's had very good teams around him. They've built the teams around James Harden. And they've yet to accomplish anything, really. Um, I knocked him for that. And I think that's fair. Also, I knocked him because fuck James Harden. Yeah. (laughs) Like, honestly, if you're just kind of a toxic player, you bring everyone else down around you, that's got to have some impact, too. But... I don't you're, disagree with that. You're right. The stats he puts up, the amount of assists he generates, I mean, his shooting percentages, it's he's a really good player, all that being said. All right. So there's only one left on my list, my number nine. So you, who was oh. your number nine? So this will also surprise you. The person I put for number nine is a player I also have traditionally not liked a lot. But the, the season he had... With the team he was on, I think deserves the spot. We may have the same number nine. Trey Young. Oh my God! Don't tell me he's your no. number nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was not my number nine. My number nine is Chris Paul. Okay, I I thought about Chris Paul. I did not have him in my top ten. And I thought about it too, but he is he is close. He is for sure in a top 15. For sure. And for me, the reason he's number nine, and my number 10 might be your number nine. We'll see. But the reason to me he's number nine for for my list is he had one of the best seasons he's had in a long time. And he is a very good player. He is a very good player. Again, the way he affects the game. I think I finally saw him relish the opportunity to lead a team. And what I mean by that is he seemed happier this year than he's been in a long time. He wasn't happy in Houston. No. He wasn't happy in Houston. He has a bunch of guys around him who are, who are decent basketball players. Steven Adams is awesome. Shout out to him. But he doesn't have a great team. And so the reason I pick him is that Thunder team had a 1.4% chance of making the playoffs. It took Houston to seven games. Yeah. And they almost did it was it. all because of Chris Paul. The entire year, his leadership on and off the court, his leadership at the point guard position, the pace of the game, the way he affects the game, his shooting was good this year. I I just think he had an excellent year at age he, 35. He yeah. So, yeah. to he, me, he deserves it this year. I don't disagree with any of that. I think the players on my top 10 impact the game more than he does. I guess I, I sort of stress the impact of the game see i i would disagree that's part of why i'm picking him is because of his impact i mean a team that has such a low percentage chance of making the playoffs because without chris paul they're not making the playoffs. not even close so that's i mean impact is kind of my reasoning but i get what you're saying yeah i guess i'm thinking also and he does impact the game better than joel Embiid. sorry because he's not as injured <laughs> no chris Chris Paul would definitely be in the top 15. Honestly, probably even like a top 12 or maybe even top 11. Like he, right. he, is, he is very good. And that's what we'll probably stress when we when we finish the list that Paul's already said his top 10, so I'll finish it out here. Well, I, I haven't said my 9. You haven't? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. So James Harden was my 10. Right. 
This one might be slightly hot. Damian Lillard. Oh, he was not my number 10. Okay. I, I had Dame at number nine. Hmm. Um, it's sort of a Steph Light argument in that neither one are great defensive players. Um, but the way he impacts the game on offense, I mean, when he starts hitting threes and he starts just being like, I'm over half court, I'm going to shoot a three now. And then it's like, nope, psych, I'm actually going to go in and like throw down this crazy dunk that, you know, is like through three people. He just, it, there's a lot of, I don't know, I really enjoy watching him play. And it feels like he just puts up 30 points effortlessly. And playoff time comes, and he still does it. There's some crazy stat. Dame time, I, dame time. Dame time. I don't have the stat, but there's like seven instances, I think, where a player had a chance to win a series on a shot, and he has two of them. It's Yeah, that's pretty cool. It, it's just something crazy like that. Like The dude, when it comes time to step up and make a bucket – he makes you a bucket. And the way he leads the team too, like he is he is probably the locker room guy in the NBA. Which maybe impacts the top ten, maybe not. I just I love the guy. Yeah, I love Damian Lillard too. He's not my top ten. And he I mean, he's probably I would have to think about top fifteen, probably for me. But so my number ten might actually be a hot take. Let's hear it. So my number ten, I'm gonna do a little bit of pumping up, and then I'll, you know, then I'll reveal it. Pump up the jams. Pump up the jam. Pump it pump, anyway. Pump, 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 <laughs> pump, pump, pump. So my number ten pump, is the, I believe, the youngest player on the list. Pump the jam. And I is will it make. Devin, is it Devin Booker? No. I just want to ruin your fun. I believe he's younger than Devin Booker. What just, is it? Is it Tyler Hero? It's not. <laughs> like, do you fucking put Tyler Hero that as would your be number ten insane. in the NBA? That would be insane. That's not just hot take. That's a bad take. LeBron Jr. Please let me, <laughs> please let me say my baseball. This player, I believe, in, I don't know when it's going to be. He's already improved so much. And he's not played in the NBA very long at all, either. This player, I believe, will be a top three player for many years. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the league, and I would imagine will probably win a championship at some point. Do you have a guess? I do. Jason Tatum? No. Really? Jason Tatum's probably number 11. Okay. I could have lined up everything you just said with Jason Tatum. I will tell you. Luca. Okay. Luca is my number 10. See, I personally, I know I he's wouldn't... only played two years in the NBA, and it was between him and Tatum, honestly, because I think they're similar in trajectory, and they're both going to be top five players. Tatum is amazing. I, this is nothing against Jason yeah. Tatum, but there there is an argument for Luca also. And again, kind of like we, I was saying earlier with Chris Paul, Luca is definitely in the top fifteen. I actually my my like. 7 through 10 kind of fluctuated a little bit. I went back and forth. Luca was in there at one point. Chris Paul was in there at one point. So. It sounds like we have a pretty similar viewpoint on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luca is I just so exciting to watch. And if Perzingis is healthy... I, I do watch think out. that I do think that there is some benefit to Luca being such a high draft pick. And going to a good team. You know, not a lot of players have that. Like, he was involved in the Trey Young trade. As everyone knows, forever and ever. Uh, it was So they're always kind of compared to each other. Luka, if he was on Atlanta, probably wouldn't be talked about as highly. No, Trey, and... You'd probably have Trey Young somewhere in your top 15. Just because the team composition, the coaching, the expectations matter. I agree. And and again, you know, you talked about earlier Anthony Davis. Yep. If circumstance. Anthony Davis is on the Pelicans and they don't make the playoffs, he's not your number two. He's not. But again, the situations are what they are. And look, I think a lot of it does have to do with he was on the team with Dirk for a year. They're both European. There's that European kind of vibe the Mavs have. They have a lot of European players on their team, um, their style of play. But Luka is shown to be his own player and 
he's this he's as good as he is already it's he's gonna be a nightmare oh yeah he's I, gonna be a yeah, nightmare I was, not, I was not taking anything oh no away I know I get I get what you're saying situation yeah. does matter I agree but but he rose to the situation and he is you couldn't oh, you couldn't put you or yikes. me on the team and that was in the top 10 even if we're surrounded by all I mean Lucas Lucas nasty he really is and while we're at it let's talk about Jason Tatum Jason Tatum is amazing he was my number 11. And yeah, he's he's up there for me for sure. I at I had twenty two years old, it's it, he's also going to be a nightmare. Oh yeah, it's going to be a problem. He showed glimpses this year again. We talk about next year in the playoffs. The difference for Boston could just be Jason Tatum getting better. Easy that and that just could be the difference. In a lot of its consistency, that's sort of what we talk about with Jamal Murray too, because Jamal Murray showed flashes where you're like. This dude is amazing. You kind of like you kind of shine your glasses. You go, did Steph Curry get traded to the Nuggets? You're like, did Steph Curry blend with like Michael Jordan at one point? You know, and if yeah, Jamal Murray's a gamer. That yeah. guy, that guy is and, pretty crazy. But you see that with Tatum also. Yeah, if, if they can just elevate their game so that their baseline becomes higher, that consistency, that's when you're like, holy shit, you're in my top ten. Someone's getting bumped, and I think he will. Jason Tatum, and again, you know, we talk about you talk about Michael Jordan, we talk about Steph Curry with with Jamal Murray. I look at sometimes I see plays by Jason Tatum and I go, LeBron, did you finally go to the Celtics? Yeah, his athleticism is off the charts, and he's. I mean, I love Tatum probably because he is a good defender, and that's why I kind of say <laughs> I, LeBron. I mean, when LeBron I say after was after I have like half my top 10 right sure. their defense <laughs> sure but i mean you know when when lebron earlier in his career he's still a good defender and he played a good defense in these playoffs and the finals but yep. lebron was known for his defense earlier in his career oh yeah him on those miami teams oh. was scary yeah i mean if lebron is within a half court of you you don't attempt to break away a layup nope you just don't you either dunk it or you just like stop and wait for everyone to get back on offense yep so, yeah, Jason Tatum is going to be, again, there's a lot of young players, and I'll just name a few. So, Tatum, Devin Booker, Jamal Murray, a Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns. Donovan Mitchell shows Donovan something. Mitchell. Those are all guys that could be, some of them will be, top 10 players for multiple years. It, I mean, it will depend on team situations. It will depend on playoff wins. Some of them will win rings here in a few years. We'll see. I'm going to, like, fulfill Matt's fantasies right now. If the Timberwolves make the playoffs next year and win a playoff series, and Carl Anthony Towns is the leading scorer, leading rebounder, you know, is shooting at 50, 40, 90, like, yeah, he's going to go up a lot of people's lists. Sure. And you're right. So that is situational. Part of it's the expectations. Do you meet the expectations, exceed the expectations? Same with Atlanta. If Atlanta even makes the playoffs and Trey Young's the leading scorer, which he will be, <laughs> uh, Trey Young. Probably not top 10 yet, but he becomes probably top 15. Yeah. If he can take the Atlanta, no offense, the Atlanta squad to the playoffs, <laughs> even in the East, that's the a no huge... no offense, bag of shits well, to the playoffs. Bag of shits, Timberwolves, that's what they've been for a long time, so I understand bag bags of shits real well. <laughs> Carry these on my back to the playoffs here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, at the end of all of this, it wasn't overly exciting i mean it was good i'm glad we talked about this and but our top 10s were pretty similar they were more similar than i thought me i wasn't me too i wasn't even trying to like out hot take you it was just did we actually do a decent job no we couldn't have. <laughs> i'm not going there surely yet. not consensus means nothing uh... <laughs> so that was our lists, or those were our lists. We'll do more. We'll do more top tens in the future with more specifics, like best passers overall is Trey Young, obviously. So we've been doing shows with pretty, pretty sound regularity so far. Um, we're still trying to figure out kind of how our schedule is going to go. We've talked about once a week, but. I couldn't wait like to do this show, so we'll see. If Paul's available, we may just have more shows than once a week. Matt basically invited himself over. Is like, so we doing this? <laughs> We're doing it. I didn't basically invite myself over. I invited myself over. I was phrasing it politely. but Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so 
we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff. We have some fun things planned for future episodes, just some like kind of some random talking points and things that we think will be fun to talk about. I think probably the next thing we will talk about is the draft, like big issue or big item will be the draft. Maybe not next episode, but at least in a couple of episodes before it happens. For sure before it happens, because the Hawks and the Wolves both have high picks. <laughs> because we suck. <laughs> yeah. The draft is what we have to look forward to. Yeah, and then we'll talk about free agency as well. Uh, oh my god, one thing I wanted to mention before we ended today is something that came out today, which is funny because i got to give some credit to Mr. Paul here. Uh, today it was announced, Stan Van Gundy is in the top four for the New Orleans Pelicans job. And his brother Jeff is being interviewed by the Houston Rockets. Which will never happen because every single year Jeff Van Gundy interviews for a job and every single year it never happens. No, he's like... He hasn't coached I... for how long? I'm sorry, I like Jeff Van Gundy. He just I want him off TV. To, he gets paid to complain on TV. Like, yeah, you take that gig. That's so much less stressful. And Jeff Van Gundy, the guy who we hear on TV complaining all the time is going to be cool with coaching James Harden? I'm sorry. No. No, that's not going to no. work. That pairing would be would would blow up. That you, would be You know how good. HBO does hard knocks where they follow an NFL camp Yeah. Around? You would need that for the NBA. They would like create that for the Houston Rockets. It'd be called no fucks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awful. Could you imagine Westbrook and Harden and Jeff Van Gundy? No. That would <laughs> like Mike D'Antoni they, couldn't even deal with it, and he's pretty easygoing and respected. Yeah, and he he was like, "Fuck it, I'm out. Right, I don't want to be here anymore." Kevin you Mc, have, Kevin McHale's a great human being and, and was fired. Couldn't do it. So there's no way Jeff Van Gundy works for that, unless you go from a really nice person to just a complete grump, and he gets along with them. He earns their respect through grumpiness. I don't think that'll happen. I think that would be hilarious, but <laughs> I don't think it'll try. happen. That's why I think my personal opinion, which doesn't matter because I'm not an NBA executive and don't have the skill or talent to be. Not yet. Is I really think Sam Cassell should get that job. Shout out to Sam Cassell because he has he was a good NBA player. He has been an assistant for a long time. He played on the Rockets. He did. He has a lot of experience, and he's a really smart guy. He knows how to play the game the right way. Again, being a point guard, I think, really gives you a ton of advantage in coaching. Um, not always more than other positions, but I think he would be a good fit. And I also think if anybody can get the respect of those guys, it could be him. All right. How about Phil Jackson? I'm going to say... Fuck no. <laughs> First of all, Phil Jackson will never coach again because he has some health issues and I don't, he just, he can't travel. Right. But even then, kind of a fuck the Lakers moment. I felt so bad for Phil Jackson, the final game he coached. That was the Mavs Lakers where Andrew Bynum was a fuckhead. Yep. And the JJ Barea thing. Phil Jackson, who had such an illustrious career and was known for being able to take these toxic personalities. Dennis Rodman at his Dennis Rodman-y prime. Yeah. Dennis Rodman at his most Dennis Rodmanist. <laughs> and Shaq and Kobe, right? Yeah. He was able to take those personalities and win championships and to have his career in what his team knew was his final game. And this is, by the way, Kobe was fine. It was that Kobe had the utmost respect for Phil Jackson, but oh yeah, Meta World Peace, Andrew Bynum, those guys were just they were assholes, and they and they embarrassed him, and that sucked because what a, what a bad way to end your career. When Andrew Bynum was out of the league a few years later, yeah, partly because of reasons like that, yeah. So he kind of got what he deserved there. Anyway, that was kind of a segue, but. Stan Van Gundy, finalist for a coaching job. You were right. I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out. But if he doesn't get it, he'll still be at TNT and he'll be fine because he's Stan Van Gundy. Also, he is one of my favorite Twitter follows right now because he's just like, you're never sure where dudes lean politically. 
And I'll be honest, like just until seeing, they start tweeting about it. Seeing Stan Van Gundy, I'm like, he's probably a conservative, but he's not. And he's pretty unabashed about his political views on Twitter, and I kind of love it. It's pretty funny how he just found Twitter. What was it like? It was only like a few months a ago. A couple months ago. And now he's just like, oh, this thing. Okay, I'm going to use it like 10 times a day. Oh, I think, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he tweets all the time. <laughs> so we would probably from... <laughs> lose Stan Van Gundy woke Twitter, which would be a little disappointing if he's a coach. Yeah, until he pulls a Magic Johnson, quits because he wants to use Twitter, and then goes back to it. There you go. <laughs> Twitter causing coaching firings more than James Harden. A lot of the reason Twitter <laughs> causes coaching firings and NBA player trades is because of Woj. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Woj wants it, it'll happen. You ever, you ever think Woj just can like tweet something out and it happens? That would be it. like the amount of clout he has, right? So let's say he said, uh, let's say I'll just use an example like, Carl like, Anthony Tra- Towns is traded to the Knicks, and then Gerson Rosas at the Wolves is like, uh, "Do we need to do a deal with the Knicks now? Did, this is like not wait, good. Did, what's, this, did this come from the Knicks? Like, what's happening here? Who did we get back in return? <laughs> I'm the GM who made the trade. I don't even know what I did. <laughs> but but even if they know they didn't make a trade, is it like, where do, do I have get to this from? Do I have to do it now? Yeah. That Woj, like, do I have to do it? Is Does he have like, that much clout that he can like? It's like in the NBA book you know like the transaction history and they're like if Wode said it it's probably in there but what i'm saying yeah and i agree but what i'm saying is even further like does he have so much power now that he can just control the nba that's what i'm by saying himself when he tweets it it becomes official nba yeah like rules that dude is nuts he's just like sam cassell has been named coach of houston rockets and then someone for tita the owner is like uh, cool. I guess we have a new coach. <laughs> it's also like, it's funny because you know ESPN probably doesn't want him to be there. What was the who was who was the uh, senator or congressman that he sent that thing to? Remember that the email where he's like, "Fuck you." Oh, Woj. Yeah. Oh, that was um, Holly. Yeah, I think it was Josh Holly, Missouri senator. I think so. Which like. Props to Woj, honestly. Yeah. That's great. Which was great. <laughs> but ESPN was probably like, but we can't fire him because he gets the biggest scoops. Yeah, he's our best. He's got person. more scoops than Baskin Robbins, baby. Uh, he is all over it. <laughs> <laughs> more scoops than Dr. J. Ooh, that was a good one. Thank I like you. it. This is getting off the rails really quickly, so <laughs> <laughs> we're going to probably wrap things up. But... um. Hopefully we get an, we'll get an episode out definitely within a week, maybe sooner if I you know invite if, if I invite myself over, over again. again. <laughs> Paul's got a couple of dates lined up, I think. So when did this become the Paul Hovey dating podcast? It, it became it. Cool. A couple episodes ago, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I did not sign up for that, <laughs> and I don't care. So there we go. Cool. Well, the Lakers won the finals. LeBron James is complaining. All is right with the world. Paul and I had similar top 10 lists, which is not right with the world, but kind of okay. Super hot. So, thanks for listening to Basketballers.